right, what's going on, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen? And I am here with the fantastic co-hosts of mine from DL and Extend, Wendy, the photographer extraordinaire. So this particular game, as you can tell, is Firewatch. I kind of teased it a little bit on my Twitter account saying, you know, what's the next game? Uh, Firewatch. So, Wendy, uh, I'm going to let you kind of give the introduction as far as like some of your general interest, like wife interests, not just specifically the games though. Well, everybody knows my interest in photography, but what everybody may or may not know, I've probably talked about it a little bit on the shows is our family spends a lot of time outside. That's what we do together a lot. So a lot of camping, hiking, fishing, all of that good stuff. And I'd say other interests are just, crafty type stuff as far as games go i love the atmospheric game i love things that are beautifully drawn puzzle type things so the whole reason because of that and i know you well enough to know that you want if you're gonna play a game because i know one game you had played was valley and you you had like the atmosphere in that one and ironically, this is a really popular game i have never actually played until this <laughs> this episode <laughs> I wanted to make the game recommendation of combining something that was one of your loves of like photography and outside, you know, nature type stuff. Right. And atmospheric games. And Firewatch kind of almost hit all that. And it's narrative focused. Yes. So I figured hopefully you like it. I don't know. <laughs> Guess we'll find out as we go through this. This episode of Gamester is brought to you by DigitalOcean and their app platform. DigitalOcean's app platform service is a solution to build modern cloud-native apps. Use a simple, intuitive, visually rich experience to rapidly build and deploy, manage, and scale apps. Support for Node.js, Python, Go, PHP, Ruby, static sites, Docker, and container images. It's highly scalable, zero infrastructure management. What does that mean? Well, you simply point to your GitHub or GitLab repositories and let App Platform do all the heavy lifting. It handles the infrastructure, app runtimes, dependencies, so that you can push code to production in just a few clicks. It gives you secure apps so they create, manage, renew your SSL certifications, and also protect your apps from DDoS attacks. Run code with little to no customization. App Platform uses open cloud-native standards and automatically analyzes your code, creates containers, and runs them on Kubernetes clusters. As a listener of Games for Your Podcast and a member of the DLN community, you can get started for free. Actually, better than free, because DigitalOcean is giving you a $100 credit when you go to do.co slash dln. Again, go to do.co slash DLN to get started with your $100 free credit on DigitalOcean's new app platform. We want to thank DigitalOcean for sponsoring this episode of GameSphere. What are your initial thoughts when you first started the game? When I first started the game, I actually listened or watched the trailers just a little bit before I downloaded and saw the game. And in that first part of it, you go through a little bit of backstory, what's going on, and you have choices to make. And at first, I was wondering, okay, this part isn't what I expected, but it was interesting. And then as we dove into the character and being in now, I really got the feel of story of my uncle and Valley in this, though Valley gives you points of where you're going. Whereas this one, I go look at the map, crap, I've gone too far, or I need to go a different direction. 
So it is more difficult in that way, which I think Valley is a little more difficult than Story of My Uncle, just because your path is a little more defined. Where in this one, you really need to be figuring out where you need to go. So beautiful, but more difficult than some of the other games I'd play as far as initial reaction to it. One thing I do want to say is I do love this. Uh, I, I love the art style in this. Like just, yes. you know, kind of panning around looking at the mountains as I climb up the, the Firewatch Tower. And I just, there's some really nice aesthetic stuff. As far as the uh, initial impression the game gives you, it it's almost like some of the visual novel type games because you have choices throughout the, the beginning portion of the, when you fire up the game because it kind of, defines your your character gives you a little more i guess personal attachment to the the main character mm-hmm. that you're playing um and kind of gives but it also gives the kind of the backstory to the to the character and why he's gotten to where he's at you know yeah. as, as this firewatch tower that was something i really liked and i definitely agree that if you if you aren't following the map which is this thing uh <laughs> These games are generically called walking simulators. You will walk for a long time. This is still a uber early part in the game. Um, like you mentioned, when they don't give you a structure kind of like go here point. It's very they really want you to explore. Um, at least from what I've been able to tell. Like right now, I'm looking at the radio. They want you know, do I turn on the generator? Do I use the radio? Do I go to bed? Kind of deal. Yes. And, or they have the map table. There's just a lot of different stuff that you can actually do. Interact with. Absolutely. And like, as you can tell, I just grabbed the the radio first and said, screw it. Why not? Let's. (laughs) Oh, hey, look, we have power now. For those that are wondering, this takes place in 1989. You're not quite there yet in the game but one of my favorite parts of the interactions with this is because they do give you choices and some of the times you get to choose what your response is to the person on the other end which i have really enjoyed because sometimes dialogue between characters can become boring or feel like it's not necessarily necessary i've talked about that recently on deal and extend with Oh, the inner world, right? And how I got to the point where I was just skipping through it. Where in this case, I've really been enjoying the conversations between the two different characters. And I think part of that is because I have a say in what he says. It has a personal tie to it. It almost gives you an incentive to uh, get attached because you feel like you have some type of outcome to it. This is, again, just the uh, cabin, quote unquote. and big old firewatch logo the one thing i do like is the character interactions that you do get um it is literally that that character delilah that they mentioned then you interacted with and is now speaking and the only thing is that's the only character you interact with through the entire game a little bit later at least in day one you interact with some other characters but it's not the same as this interaction it's not as personal as this interaction i I don't know about you but the one thing i loved was the the art style like tremendously 
Um, it is really pretty. And in that way, it also, that's one of the things that initially it reminded me of Valley and Story of My Uncle. Of it's, it's got very similar art style to both of those games. Even more so, I think, to Valley with just the way it portrays nature and the environment they're in, the mountains. Well, no, I can miss it if I totally want it, according to her. But, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, like the, the art style I love, is, it, it's got this constant use of kind of, kind of sunset. Um, need, need I say more than that? <laughs> So, uh, well, the night nights are so beautiful, like when you were just coming up, the way how bright the sun is, and I love the way that they've taken that reflection from the sun and cast it or not the sun, the moon and cast it onto everything. It gives it's whimsical, but also in a realistic sense. Uh, no, there's a lot of swearing in this game, <laughs> FYI. So, uh, this is not a family friendly game. If you language and vulgarity is something you are offended by, I will state that. <laughs> Probably should mention that. Like you mentioned, the the art style uh, and how it has kind of that whimsical feel, and a lot of that I think is it's not going for like an uber realistic art style. It's just kind of going for a feeling of how it's being yeah. presented, and that I think is something that tremendously helps this game. Um, I like the constant use of fog and shadow and all that kind of stuff that they do. Like the nighttime you have, a, if you look at like the nighttime sky and that kind of stuff. And like in the mornings, like this is right now, you see a bunch of fog and kind of over the horizon and that kind of stuff. It's, it's just really cool. One thing we should probably talk about is uh, there's really not a lot of music. Like there's music, but not really. Because uh, if you... As soon as you open the game, it's a little bit of music. Then it's just kind of like wind sounds, and that—that's the atmosphere that it goes for is very minimalist in the, in the like the music department. Uh, but I love a lot of the ambient sounds, just like the the the, the crunching of like grass and kind of gravel as you travel, and just like boot movements, just little, little touches where you're like. Oh, there's actually like real attention to some of the detail and the sounds. Um, I, I don't know if you notice any of that kind of stuff or not, but that was something I definitely noticed. Yeah, it's part of what brings you into games like this. If this had a very heavy overtone of music, it pulls you out of the atmosphere that they're trying to develop it. So it's not there for a very specific reason. While I think they could have fun with some lighter music in the background it's so much better to avoid that and just stick with sounds of your environment to give you a better feeling of what's going on or there are times in this game so far i'm not that far into it right because this is the first look mm -hmm. where you're thinking that's kind of creepy and they didn't need to have music at all to make it creep me it's all about the atmosphere and the other sounds or lack of sound that you're getting from the game. Interaction between uh, Delilah and, you know, the, your character, um, Henry, the thing I like is kind of like the, the witty banter. And oh, it's yes. like <laughs> <laughs> the, the sarcasm, which is ironic given the fact that, well, <laughs> I should love We're both this a game. little bit sarcastic. <laughs> never, never. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. So I love the interaction and the voice. I it often found in video games is that the dialogue comes off as not always like campy, like uh, like B movie, sci fi movie campy. Somebody really wouldn't say it that way. Yeah. And this game, I think, has more authentic kind of human interaction dialogue which is something that I, I can really, really appreciate because I don't think enough stuff is done with that, honestly. There's a lot of game developers that are game developers and not script writers. And in this one, I don't know if this just helps pull out the personalities of the people who wrote the game themselves or they brought somebody on specifically that said, hey, help us write great dialogue. But so far, I've absolutely loved it. Yeah, well, it's like just that example of like when she mentions the fireworks and she's like, is that legal? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. So th- th- there's little things like that that I like. So like right here, you mentioned about choices. I'm going to be sarcastic and say so that that little interaction right there where it's all the codes are one two three four for all of them for all of them <laughs> and you can sarcastically respond either way and mine is secure and sure there's are automatic responses shut up <laughs> <laughs> yes i think it's really funny to see that it can be a little different for everybody because of the choices that you choose to respond with in the game and I find it really funny that we chose the same response in that instance. <laughs> That's probably our, our Linux slash computer user coming out. Coming out. Where it's like, the password is <laughs> one, two, three, four. Secure. <laughs> yeah, it brings me back to the scene in Spaceballs where they're talking about only an idiot would use that. <laughs> what's your password password <laughs> you know it's got yes. that, that kind of deal <laughs> um so yeah it's definitely but that little bit of interaction is the thing i love in that i, I think is, is probably why a lot of people really like this game is it's the atmosphere uh, the combination of atmosphere art style and ambience to the to the environment and the character interaction i think helps it out tremendously and definitely something that not a lot of games i feel are generically do uh and i'm more which is weird because you think i would be all about this game because it's like oh it's story (laughs) focus well it's like everybody knows like i'm a i'm a story heavy single player you know that i don't i don't tend to play nice with other people Uh, (laughs) but it's not even just not playing nice Sometimes you want to just sit down and play. You don't have to worry about mm-hmm. is my internet working because everybody knows country internet. Sometimes it's not, but I still want to play a game or lagging that kind of stuff. You just want to have an interaction with the game itself. If I want to play games with people, I'll just play with Ryan and he can lie to me about how <laughs> or lie to you about how good he is because no uh, about it being a timeout. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, because, you know, he'll also lie about how good he is, too. Um, love you, <laughs> love you, Ryan. 
Um, so with that, uh, I, I definitely agree uh, that this is a very insular experience. Um, mm. I, you will get different plays out of it if depending on who you are. I think for me, though, this is definitely one of those games that because of the way the story is told and the nature of the story, it's kind of a play once on the game for me. Mm. I, um, which is weird because, you know, people tend to equate these kind of games with like a choose your own adventure kind of storybooks kind of yeah. deal. With, barring the language, <laughs> <laughs> would this be a game you could see anybody in your family playing besides you? My husband played a little bit of Story of My Uncle and got frustrated. And it's not necessarily with the gameplay. It was with some more of the parkour type stuff. <laughs> so he might play a little bit of it. He has a tendency to like some of those more mellow games where you can just kind of sit back and play them. So it would be kind of up his alley. These games, my daughter might play a little bit and it's more the humor. We were going through the Steam page, looking at some of the fan art, which she absolutely loves some of the fan art that people have done for this game. So barring the language, it's one that she might enjoy playing a bit. I do have to say, as someone who played Bendy and the Ink Machine all the way through the cardboard cutout of the ranger behind the bathroom has me a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say from what you've just played again, these are first impressions that we've seen. Um, what would you say is probably the one thing that you dislike thus far? What I've disliked so far is a little bit of the mouse controls. And I think some part of that was me. I didn't realize that the DP on my mouse had been turned up so much. So as I was trying to navigate using my mouse to steer myself, sometimes I was all over the place. When you're climbing the rocks, different levels, that kind of thing, you physically look down as you go to stand up. And if I'm not wearing my blue light blocking glasses, some of that, I think the game could cause some eye strain there. So I definitely need to be careful that when I'm sitting at my computer playing this game, my glasses are on because sometimes you really are all over the place can be a little disorienting as the person sitting and watching it. So anybody who gets sick from playing video games really gets some motion sickness or that kind of thing. This game could be a problem for and coffee triggers can trigger migraines for me too much of the caffeine. So I need to watch my level that way. So if I've had a little bit too much and go to sit down and play this game, I could end up with a migraine. So it's just one of those, just watch myself, know what my limits are and make sure that I don't have any eye strain before sitting down to play. Uh, my biggest thing thus far, I don't know if it's a pacing thing, Kind of the leisure walk speed, just kind of blah, 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 blah. like it, there's a faster speed, but like the default, like walk speed. Yeah, the default speed is super slow. It was so slow that I backed out of the game to settings to find out what run was. I am happy to say, though, because shift is usually that that's one of the things that was weird. Shift is usually your run, mm -hmm. where in this case, shift is where you communicate with Delilah. Yep. So I had to back out, find out what run was. Though I do have to say that you just hit R and you can run for as long as you are still moving forward. You have to reset that every time you move forward, but you don't have to hold a button to run, which is really nice. 
Yeah, definitely. So like right now you can see the, the, the run speed as I'm running around. Um, just, I I'm still go- say this is faster than Henry and Bendy. So we're on an upside there. <laughs> That's probably my biggest criticism. Just kind of the, uh, that default walk speed. Like the nice thing is, is like, if you follow the trails, you'll get things like these little, uh, signs. So like you can actually yeah. kind of look at your map to figure out, okay, I need to go here. And that definitely helps. So like in my case, I actually need to go back up this way, which is where I just ran from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the real question though is, do you see yourself playing this more? Yo, yes, I will absolutely be continuing this game. <laughs> that was the quickest yes I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> from what I've seen from, I think it's how long to be. This is only like maybe a six hour game overall. So it's not a uber long, like it's a get in, get out kind of game. It doesn't overstay its welcome kind of kind of stuff. As and, long as you can figure out where you're supposed to go and read the map. It actually took me quite a bit of time not to get the first goal, but to get back to the tower because your original way is cut off. You can't use it anymore. So that actually took me quite a while to figure out where in the world I needed to go and backtrack. I backtracked quite a bit. In order to eventually get back to the tower. But now that I kind of have a feeling for the map and directions, the rest of the game will probably go just a little bit faster. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So one other thing I want to mention about the graphics is I love this shadow, the, 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 what they do with the shadows right here. Like you have the, the sun bleeding through the trees and down onto the map and down onto you and just kind of, you can see it swaying just from the wind. Yeah. Like little details like that, for some reason, I just love because it, it shows that the developers really, really actually care about what they're looking to do. And I don't know. It, I think it just helps with the, the overall atmosphere of the game. They thought about it. They were really putting a lot of thought into you're in this environment and what would naturally happen there. Mm-hmm. And made sure that those elements got added to it. So you felt more like you were in the forest as Henry. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so as far as me, this is definitely a game I will uh, continue to play. Uh, unfortunately, because of the show, my backlog is uh, <laughs> <laughs> getting bigger. Um, so definitely a game I want to continue playing. Uh, the fact that it's fairly short will probably allow me to get through this and add a, another notch to my victory of uh, <laughs> games. games. Yeah. So I will definitely recommend anybody who has any interest in atmospheric story-based games. Totally get this. And the, again, so this show is only about just kind of maybe the first hour or two of initial impressions of a game. So these aren't reviews per se. We give us. I usually know within the first hour or two if I'm going to continue a game because there are several games that I have downloaded and started and going, what in the world? I'm never touching that again. And it immediately gets installed. This was one of those games that I could tell, especially when the within the first little bit of actual gameplay and the banter between the two main characters that I was going to be sticking with this one. Yeah. So that means I'm three for three right now. 
<laughs> doing pretty dang good there, Matt. I, I'm waiting until I get to the to the non gamer gamers though, like Brandon and mm. th- those guys. Noah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They might be a little bit harder to please. Uh, but where we talk on such a regular basis, especially with the show, yeah. you have a really good understanding anymore of the games that I like to play. Yeah, actually, Ryan, Ryan was probably the hardest one. Really? Uh, well, it's because like the ones that I've seen him play have been, you know, shooters. Right. And so, so a lot of like anytime I see gameplay on his channel, barring his mention for love of cyberpunk aesthetic games, <laughs> it's one of those. I really don't know what he likes to play as far as games. So when I made the recommendation of like Black Future '88, I was like. It's got cyberpunk in it. I'm not sure how big of a fan of like 2.5D side scrolling like uh contra games you are, but <laughs> but that's the whole point of the show is to get a uh while you guys might be getting tailored experiences, especially if they're not games you might normally play. Um in this case, these are games that you would prefer. Yeah. <laughs> These might not be in the games I might necessarily play. So the 2.5D cyberpunk Contra type games. Pixelated. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a big fan of the game Dex, which is a 2.5D side scrolling open world cyberpunk action adventure game. Not a shooter though. <laughs> so, but I enjoyed Black Future 88. So uh, it's really about exploring the whole gaming sphere. It's about right. exploring everything that gaming has to offer. Good, bad, sometimes hit, miss, but not sticking to just what we like. And I think sometimes that's... starting a game and going, oh my gosh, I can't believe anybody plays this. And there are a couple on my list that, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so does that mean we can get you to play Doom 2016? Oh, I own that one and I've played that one. I am just horrible at that one. <laughs> Don't let Ryan fool you, so isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those games. My husband actually got a lot further on that game, but it's one of those that it's really hard to relax with. It is not a relaxing game because you're playing along. You're always in this state of where are they? What's going on? Where even though you're still first person and exploring and there's a whole lot of atmosphere to, Zo- to Doom 2016, it is nothing like... Firewatch, where you feel like you can kind of do to do along and do it as you have a few minutes or feel relaxed, whereas Doom is, I get done at 10 o'clock at night and now I need to find something else to unwind with so I can go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we'll we'll get get you into shooters. Uh, (laughs) Maybe not Doom, but we'll get you into a shooter. Uh, so, I need to find a mouse that compensates for my inability. Ryan has yet to find one. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Gamester is brought to you by Bitwarden. Get started right now with your free account at bitwarden.com backslash DLN. 
A password manager is software that allows you to have the peace of mind knowing that your online accounts are safe. How does it do that? Well, securing your online accounts is very important because the best security practice for your passwords is to have different passwords for every account on every website that you go to. Sure, this makes sense as a policy, but without a password manager, that also makes things very, very painful to do. Bitwarden solves this by providing tools to store all your passwords in a secured vault, auto-generate those passwords for you, and even automatically fill in those passwords on login forms so you don't have to. You can access your data across many types of devices, like your web browser, using your, their mobile apps, desktop applications, or even the command line. Bitwarden seals your private data with end-to-end -end encryption before it ever leaves your devices so you know that you're the only person with access to your data. Bitwarden is the password manager that I use and trust because in addition to all these great features, it's also 100% open source software. That's right, 100% open source, which means the features and security of their infrastructure can be vetted and improved by the community. They don't just stop there. They also bring in third-party security firms to audit their code to make sure it is secure as possible. Go to bitwarden.com slash DLN to get started. And did I mention you can get started for free? Well, you can, but I think you'll want to check out their premium accounts anyway, because you get one gig of encrypted file storage, two-step logins with UbiKey, two-factor authentication, and Duo, Vault Health Reports, Bitwarden Authenticator, and Priority Customer Service. And you get all this for just 10 bucks a year. Make the smart move, like many, from the DLN community and go to bitwarden.com slash DLN. This lets you get the peace of mind for your passwords and other sensitive data while also supporting a company that truly gets open source. Sign up for their $10 a year premium account to let them know you appreciate them for supporting open source and supporting the GameSphere podcast. Go to bitwarden.com slash DLN and get started. Thanks again to Bitwarden for sponsoring GameSphere. Uh, so with that, if you had to give us game a score at your current impression rate, what would you give it out of 50? I'd probably give it a 40. So, so an eight out of 10 or an 80 out yeah. of 10 for those that want the traditional scales because y'all are weird. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm in the same boat. I would probably give this a, a, a 40 out of 50, um, much in the same way, uh, I gave, uh, Skybreak, um, Really atmospheric. I like the art style. The use of sound and all that stuff is a lot of what I like. The fault walk speed a little too slow, so that kind of like initially kind of turned me off. I'm not gonna lie, I'm like, uh, that that that's that's painful. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so. 80 across the board, 40, whatever score you want to use. Uh, I definitely will be playing this as Wendy has said, she is, will be too. Other than that, uh, Wendy, where can people find you on the interwebs? They can find me on Mastodon at Wendy DLN at Mastodon.online. You can also check out the shows and other stuff that I'm on on DestinationLinux.com, DestinationLinuxNetwork.com. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, so what other shows would those be? That would be DLN Extend and Hardware Addicts. Speaking of Hardware Addicts, I'm actually wearing my Hardware Addicts tank top today. Oh. So I don't know if you can see it there. Hardware Addicts. Nice. Awesome. Nice. Looks good. Uh, you can also get some uh, deal and extend merch. Uh, I'm 
Got to talk to Michael about some GameSphere stuff here soon. Um, so, yeah. so with that, folks, uh, Wendy, thank you for joining. Uh, thank you for taking the time to play in the experiment that is this uh, this show. And uh, always good to talk to you. So with that, boys and girls, I will catch you guys on the next episode. Later. <laughs>